All right, so usually, Jeff, when you're on, you read who's bringing you the podcast because people like to hear the sound of your voice and yeah. they like to hear that because yeah. then they know you're on and they get excited. Right. But this time... We have a guest. We're going to have Junior do this. Yeah. So a lot of pressure now, Cohen. Um, I know mom's watching over my shoulder. She's right here. Don't screw this up in front of thousands of people. Jeff and your dad, it's all on you, young Cohen Pluckelman. This episode of the Adventure Jogger Podcast is brought to you by Thomas Brock, Marilyn Happy Girl in the Back of the Pack Courts, Lenny's mom, and DJ Denton. And of course, all of our Patreon supporters and listeners. That was pretty good. Yeah. Really impressed. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, everyone, to The Adventure Jogger. A little different on this episode. Jeff Stafford, of course, as you heard early in the introduction, is, uh, is here in the kitchen. Here in the kitchen, get ready to do some talking. We may need to redo this part. <laughs> get your headphones on, guys. You didn't give us any, <laughs> you didn't give us any warning. Well, yeah. we want to do the intro. I think you should yeah. let it go just like this. All right, all right. All right so anyway, everyone thought the, the episode was over and they took their headphones right. off. And then I'm like, hey, we got to record the intro and the outro. Okay, so anyway, a different episode of the podcast. Jeff's here. Cohen's here. Uh, you're going to meet two great runners on this episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast. Uh, Aaron Dana, Jill Dennis. Right. They both did the 40 hours. Crushed it. Crushed it at the Tennessee Mile, which if you don't know, is a race that is 1.1 mile loop, 340 feet of elevation gain in that one mile loop. We did the 12 hour. Jeff and I regretted every minute of not signing right. up for the six hour. Uh, Cohen, you did the 12 hour yeah. as, as well. Um, but wow, what an incredible achievement. 40 hours, 107.8 miles, 36,000 feet of Crazy. elevation gain. Crazy. And an incredible story from two great runners coming up. But one thing I do want to talk about before we get to our guests on this episode of the Adventure Jogger, we don't, we don't do ads here, right? So we don't take sponsorships. And none of that. So when we, we kind of do that because we think if we use a product and it works, we can tell you about it oh, and yeah. it's authentic and it's not like they're paying us to say this. Yep. And all I can say is if you are still chafing at races, that is your fault because Salty Britches is no bullshit. It does the work. The best product on the market for chafing. Um, it was wet on the course. My feet never got a blister. I didn't chafe anywhere. I didn't have to reapply. Um, there is a, a cure for chafing, and it is called Salty Britches, and if you're still chafing, that's on you. Get some. Yeah. Is, is that a fair statement, Cohen? 100%. Yeah. Jeff, definitely. fair statement? No, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Well, now let's get to the great story of Aaron Dana and Jill Dennis. Okay. So I think before we get to the why you two would want to run for 40 hours on a 1.1 mile loop with 340 feet of gain per loop. Just, let's just take that in, everybody. Just for a minute. Everyone listen to the podcast. Take it in. 40 hours, 1.1 mile loop, 
340 feet of gain. We'll get to your why in just a second. So I want everybody to kind of chew on that for a minute. But I thought it'd be nice to get your running story before we get into what was just quite possibly one of the most badass feats of ultra running in 2022 was, you know, Jill and Aaron's amazing Tennessee mile. But Jill, let's start with you. You're, you're a personal trainer in, in Tennessee. Kind of, kind of give us your, your running story. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm a personal trainer and stuff down here in Nashville. I just moved here about uh, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, okay, but also lived in Florida for six years right after college. So um, my running story is not very long. Like my running resume, if you want to call it, is not very long. Um, I would say I did my first official type of trail run or longer run in 2021 so last year and that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah you did your first long trail run last year Mm -hmm. that was a year ago yeah that's that's so what made you decide after all of these years of not doing long trail runs what made you decide oh i want to do a long trail run after you know why not just start it now what or maybe more importantly who pushed you over that edge (laughs) Yeah. So I've always been like, I went to school for fitness, personal training. I've always been an athlete, things like that. Um, During COVID, I eventually got laid off. And that's kind of where I um, made my move back home to Pennsylvania. And when I moved back, there's a race up there. If anybody, you know, who's listening or anything knows anything about the races up in Pennsylvania called um, Heiner. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a race I've always wanted to do but with being in college and then when i moved to florida i just never would have time to go back up there or train so and you that race sells out like within a few hours so once it goes up you know well with covid um that year and within they had a lot of people um defer their um um their uh their bibs and all that like yeah so about a month before my friend was like hey they have a lot of open registration they uh, opened it up back up again because a lot of people deferred their registration so i was like i didn't have now when i say literally a month before i was running like i always say a sunday run day was what i did on sundays like i only ran most eight to ten miles and that was you know it's really all i did so i was like all right i've always wanted to do this like let's do it i never i didn't have trail shoes didn't have anything so I was like, all right, signed up, had about a Here month. We go. And yeah, and I was like, all right, I have to go to the store, got like sock and ease, like the first pair I tried on. And we have a cabin right up there in Heiner. It's literally about 15 minutes. So that's why I've always wanted to do it because it's, you know, right there. My cousins always do it. So I signed up for the 25K. They have a 25K and a 50K. So I was like, all right, 25K, I'll do. And um, I joined a running club or whatever back home in PA where every Tuesday I ran, it was just a five like mile social run with yeah. them. But again, only for like a month till the race. And <laughs> Plenty when, of I did, when I did this race, like running, just going, you know, and I end up finishing second female. And I was only like two minutes behind the first place female. And You're like, so hmm. that, yeah, so that like lit me up and I was like, oh, okay. So I'm actually pretty good at this. Like, 
So that whole summer, because I was laid off and I was trying to find jobs, I ended up pretty much living at our cabin. I was like, I'm just somebody who needs to stay busy. So I ended up signing up for about a handful more races up there, uh, up in like the Lock Haven area. And I was winning some of them. Like I would come first female or podium. And yeah, I was very new to the sport. And um, yeah, and then uh, no, last November I moved to Tennessee. And yeah. We need to back up a minute because I can only imagine <laughs> somebody who had run Heiner a bunch of times, the Heiner Trail View Challenge, um, mm-hmm. which is which is amazing. It's 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 a race that I think 1,500 people do, and it yes. sells out minutes with 1,500 people running it. Um, but there was somebody that was looking at Ultra Sign Up and going, you know what? I've finished top five the last couple years for the women. And um, I know that a lot of people are missing out because of COVID, Taking a look at who's going to be there. Oh, look at these nobodies. This Jill Dudini, Dinesh, Jill Dennis. This guy, she doesn't even have any any stats. She's got no credentials. I can beat her. This is my year to win Heiner. And then you come out of nowhere and finish second with your Sauconies that you bought the day before, like like running five Ks on the weekend. That's awesome. See, yeah, you didn't that's realize pretty it. much the story. You didn't realize it, but you actually beat Harvey to the punch because he wore trail sh- or road shoes during your race. Same thing. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> road shoes. I'm like, yeah. all right. So, so Jill, you do this, and it, obviously you you like it. You're 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 starting to win some things. You're you're doing really well, and so it seems to progress rather quickly for you. Um, do you think it was because as a personal trainer, you were in shape because you're working out all the time. Do you think a lot of that, the muscle endurance and the shape you were in just as a personal trainer and someone who was into fitness, do you think that helped with your success so early? Yeah, for sure. I definitely do a lot of strength training with my background, a lot of kind of CrossFit style um, so, and what I mean by that, when I say like cross it, is I'll, I'll do a lot of, um, like bursts of, um, like AMRAPs or Tabata EMOM. So what that means is maybe like a 20 seconds one of something mm-hmm. and then 10 seconds off. So I'm going like really fast for a little bit and then I slow down. And to me, that's like trail running. Cause you know, you might go at a steady pace where it's flat ground and then all of a sudden now you got to stop and you're walking. And now once you get to the top of that hill, now we can like decelerate and go really fast. And so it's a constant where it's like, if you're a road runner, which I do do as well, um, it's pretty much like a fast pace the whole time. So, um, you know, with like CrossFit style training, a lot of it's that up and down, up and down, up and down. And I think that helps me. Um, and then also just with like the weight training that goes into it. It's not like, uh, and when I say weight training, it's not like I'm going into the gym every day and being like, all right, I'm going to go lift 400 pounds. I might just even do body weight, but I know some runners who, who don't even do any type of stepping into the gym or body weight training. And to me, you know, that really helps me a lot um, for like climbing hills and stuff like that. I think um, gym work, even if it's body weight exercises or anything, we all want to do those things. And we all say mm-hmm. like, you know, this is the week I'm going to start doing this. And you make a little plan like, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to do some push-ups. I'm going to do some air squats. I'm going to do some things that I probably should do with my core. And then you go, you know, I think I'll just start that next week. And we keep putting it off. <laughs> I'm going to go for a run. Off. <laughs> right, I was going to go run. <laughs> here. But, but it really does seem, seem beneficial. Are there some things yeah. you think, Jill, 
that you've learned from CrossFit and personal training? Like, what is like one thing that every runner you think could really benefit should incorporate? From, yeah. Like, is there is there an exercise? Is there something simple that everybody can kind of add to their routine to be better runners and more durable? <laughs> Honestly, lately, especially if you have like any type of knee problem, which there's a lot of runners, and I hate saying like uh, running causes knee issues, but, and I don't truly think it does, but it's just, especially like, you know, I just did 40 hours. It's just a lot of pounding on your legs and knees, but doing um, backwards walking with the sled, backwards pulling, like so, or any like type of backwards walking on a treadmill, anything like that, things that we're not used to doing. So we're constantly in that forward motion. So it's a lot of pressure on our knees forward. Same type of walking backwards, that has tremendously helped like my hamstrings. It helps like recover my knee faster. So last week or whatever that week was right after um uh, tennessee mile i was super sore but i got right on and pulled the sled backwards and within like two days i my knee felt 10 times better i did follow you on social media and something so yeah. you, you talked about that and someone actually said if you yeah. don't have a sled is there something you can do and you said uh a resistance band around your legs and walking backwards on the treadmill makes a huge difference yep yeah yeah and like i'll like sometimes if because we have only like one um, sled at our gym. So if someone's using that, I'll just put it on an incline, the treadmill, and just walk, you know, like 1.5 speed. Because when you're on an incline at like 10, you gotta slow it down. very yeah. fast. Yeah. I'm looking at you, college cross country runner with knee problems. Are you taking notes for this? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I so, think Jill just changed your season yeah. for next year. No. So <laughs> my, uh, I was in the trainer in and out this year for that. And I, mm-hmm. what my head trainer told me is that. It's like every runner, especially at the college level, has like, you'll build up crazy amounts of just like scar tissue, just yeah. cartilage in your knee just over time. Mm-hmm. Well, th- does your trainer know who Jill Dennis is? Because Jill, <laughs> who is a, is a badass, yeah. just told you, I expect to come home from work tomorrow and see you walking backwards on the treadmill. Okay, and will you buy me a gym pass so I can use the slide <laughs> at go. the gym? We'll talk, I'll talk to your mother about that and we'll see okay, if it's okay, okay. okay. Christmas. Just see your mother. Yeah, right, talk exactly. We'll talk about it. Christmas okay. gift. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So good stuff. Did you write that down? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, we're going to go to you, Aaron. That was what an incredible story, Jill, by the way. It was quick. There's not much to it, but God, what a great story. Aaron, you live in, in Rochester, New York, right? Yes, I do. So you are what people down here, because we're in, we're in Tennessee, we're in Clarksville, we're 45 minutes from the murder mile. Um, you're what we would call a Yankee in a very loving way. Um, but I, I do believe at this point, Aaron, you should officially get like honorary citizenship to the state of Tennessee. Right. As much blood as you've put out on the murder mile here, I think you, we should send you a Tennessee license plate or something, something along at this those point, lines. Aaron. I really should. Yeah, I mean, the murder mile has taken enough of my flesh that, you know, <laughs> I am an honorary Tennessean or whatever you call yourselves down there. But yeah, I mean, I can kind of go into a little bit of my story, too. Yeah, it's probably I'm not as impulsive as Jill, but maybe maybe a little bit. Um, I started running late 2019, um, you know, the year before COVID, I just kind of fell into it. I started hiking a bunch. I wanted to get in better shape. I needed a hobby. So I just got into running around the trails in my area. Yeah. 
found that there's this whole world called trail running and ultra running. I literally had never heard of trail running or <laughs> <What>? ultra. ultra <laughs> never. People right? run on these hearing, trails? <laughs> hearing podcasts like yours that people are running 50 miles, 100 miles, I couldn't even fathom it at the time. So, you know, long story short, you know, I really start to love running. I'm running in the fall and winter of 2020. And I signed up for a couple ultra races for 2020, but most of them got canceled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I ran a 50K in that that spring of 2020. I went pretty good. And then I signed up for I signed up for a 50 miler that was canceled. And then the only other race that was happening locally was a hundred miler. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Might as well just go for it. (laughs) Jump on it. So that was was within the first year of running. I just want to pause Um, real quick. Just just, just pause, both of you. This may not have been the podcast to drag my son on. I think both of you are probably a bad influence. Bad influence. No, no, no. (laughs) What's the longest he's done? Uh, longest. So la- the longest I did was at the TN mile, mid-state, mid-state, mid-state mile, mile. Yeah. 36 miles. My longest run before that was eight, like 10 years prior. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, so yeah. So Not Aaron, 100, Aaron, for you to be like, let's see, the 50 K was canceled. The 50 uh, miles, so this hundred miler wasn't canceled. Um, I'm going to go ahead and roll with that. What, what hundred miler was it, Aaron? It's called the mighty mosquito. The um, mighty so mosquito. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's run in August, so it's hot. You know, there's some pond areas. There yeah. weren't too many mosquitoes out at that point, but it's a local trail race. Sure. And because there were no races happening, it actually had a pretty good turnout. You know, usually it's a little bit of a smaller race. So I completed that. I finished it. I think I was in fourth, and I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'm in, I'm into this, you know. So that was 2020. Fast forward, and and what it is for me, it's it's more about just the it's not the accomplishment, but just who you have to be mentally um, in these races, yeah. right? You have yeah. to grow, you have to become resilient, and you have to problem solve. It's like you experience so much life in that short amount of time. And you learn so much about yourself, and that's what I was really hooked hooked onto. It was right. is I mean, if we could accomplish these in shorter distances, I'm sure we would do that. But for some reason, it takes these really long distances to really tap into those deeper experiences. So I did the Midstate Mile the following year for the first time in 2021, mm-hmm. and that was an awesome experience. That's when I first met John and Becca, and just the whole community around Midstate Mile is just amazing. It's like family. When you're out there, loop after loop after loop for 20 plus hours, you just, everyone becomes family. Um, so, yeah. And then I, you know, went back to Midstate this past year, 2022. Midstate has been my, pretty much my big effort race of the year, just because it's, it's so tough. Um, and it's like June, so it's like yeah. I have the whole fall or spring, winter, and you know everything leading up to to get ready for it. So well, so yeah. Just to let everybody I, know it, the difference between Midstate and the Tennessee Mile, they're both in the same, same course. course. Yeah, one point one miles, three hundred and forty feet of gain. Um, the Midstate Mile is a last person standing 
timed summer event, event where you get 20 minutes to finish that loop, which sounds like a, like a, a crazy amount of time to do one loop in 20 minutes, 1.1 miles. But every year it seems there's people that are out in the first loop because it's just, I mean, it is, it is steep. All it they is see, all they see is the 1.1 mile in 20 minutes. Right. Like, yeah, oh, that's all they see. How hard can this be? I mean, it's 1.1 <laughs> miles in, in, in 20 minutes. I remember it was it was this past summer. You, Cohen, yeah, no one can see this because audio. I'm looking at my son. You were like, I, I want to do that. Yeah, and I was like, what? You run five miles. You're a cross country runner for crying out loud. You want to do this thing? You want to hang out with Aaron? Yeah, you know, and 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 you really want? What was it about that race that made you want to do it? Honestly, it was just it sounded fun. Like in a way, just because. I was like doing the cross country runs when I run by myself in cross country runs and coach would be like, Oh, we need a seven thirty minute mile. But I'm running five miles. I don't want to be running five miles by myself for an hour. Right. So I find myself going like, I think most of my runs on my easy days would be five, six miles to like five fifty, And so That's I just flexing. wanted everybody just to find ways to go right slower now. because yeah. and I felt like yeah. Tennessee mile would like help me just find more fun in it. Cause it's, it was like a last person standing. I've always seen like these Nick Simmons videos where it was like last man standing, like one mile and stuff. And I was like, oh, last man standing sounds fun. And now, now of course you didn't win it. We're no. not gonna spoiler alert everybody. The, 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 eight, the then 17 year old cross country kid oh. didn't win the, the mid-state mile. But, but I mean, but you ran your first ultra distance. First ultra, yeah. 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 Let alone marathon or anything beyond eight miles. And you know, it's funny, Aaron, you mentioned something about the community that, that Becca Jones and John Cox have built around these races and and that that is that is like it's almost an understatement in a way there is such a community such a feeling there's such a family atmosphere there and becca and john really are incredible hosts and incredible motivators great race directors and there is a feeling at these races I don't know how they do it. Maybe because you're on their their family's property and they treat you like family. But there really is something like like Aaron. You probably have have made friendships and 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 know people based on and you too, Jill, just sharing loops with people at, at different times. You'll share ten loops with this person, then you'll do five loops with this person, and then you're seeing people all the time. You you build some good friendships with the format of these races. Yeah. Definitely. And I know that John and Becca like to defer any credit. Mm -hmm. You know, they put it all on us. But there is something about their intentions. And they they really, truly want this to be a community, a family where we're where we're just out there bonding with each other, because most races you can get a lead on someone and you could be alone for right. miles and miles and yeah. miles. I think it's their intention, but also the format, even at the Tennessee mile, if I'm lapping people or being lapped by people like Harvey Lewis, <laughs> I still got to see him every yeah, few minutes. Right. You're going to see even him. Even though he was, he was running faster in other loops, I would never see him. Right. I would see him at the start and then it'd be over. So I think the course is just so special. And you just have so much time to just have conversations and you're out there for so long. You're like, hey, who are these people around me? I want to get to know them. 
So um, it's a really special course. It's I've funny. Really it's funny that. you mentioned Harvey and and how fast he was running. I know he was running pretty fast initially, like for the first three to five laps. Yeah. So we, he was I, trying I, to keep up with we with started some Speedy over there. We so. started the twelve. <laughs> Ryan and I started the twelve hour thing along with Harvey, and we realized we quickly into the twelve off. hour we should have signed up for the six. Right. So he he takes off, and I see him for maybe. 15 seconds on the first loop yeah as he's pulling away from me just <laughs> marching up the hill like good god man he looped me before i finished my second loop <laughs> he was running three loops for every two just that to, we were doing <laughs> just to give you an idea of how fast he was moving initially it was like way fast well you, you know real, you were running yeah, with it real, real oh, yeah, quick yeah. here and just so just hold on now you guys were in the 40 hour and you were just tr trugging along and, and you had a whole night of just the 40 hours out there and then the 24 hours started and then the we're 12 hours. We're all fresh hour. and happy. So you kept seeing these happy, fresh people popping up all the time. There is one person on this podcast that thought he would go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Harvey Lewis and show oh, him a couple oh, yeah. things. So, who would that be? So on that first lap, uh, so the whole week, so I didn't really know much about the endurance world. I did not know until like the Your day of. Your dad hosts the adventure job. Okay, but I didn't know there was like a Team USA for endurance. So all I hear is my dad go, Oh, come on, I don't know. This is really, like, one of the best runs ever. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, now, Dad, like, let's go. So first lap, I knew he hasn't ran the course. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what my cross-country coach I'm going to show me to him. Do. I'm going to run as fast as I can and force him to keep up with me. It worked for the first lap, and then it stopped working. <laughs> well, yeah. actually, um, yeah, so that first lap, I had it, and it was going on the uphill, and I'm like, I hear the, <gasps> and I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I'm doing good. And then yeah. a woman on like lap 10 told me, oh my God, you might win. You're beating Harvey. And I was like, yep, I've lost. Say it to test. You might win. And we're done. A little too early in. When, when did you know? Because I, I had tried to tell you. But you know, sometimes kids don't, and, and I don't know if you guys know this, kids don't listen to their parents. Because what, what do we know, right? Well, right? And so yeah. when, when did you know that dad was right and Harvey Lewis was going to teach you a lesson and take you to school? Um, I mean, <laughs> lap three. I, no, well, so the first couple of laps, I think I had, okay, so when it kicked in was lap 11, my trail shoes I had ended up switching into my uh, Nike Tempos, which I call moon boots. Um, but I switched into my road shoes because my I kept getting like blisters on, like I, my toes were just slamming yeah, onto the yeah. top of the shoe. And I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna have to go change my shoe after mile 10. So we're less than two hours in, mm -hmm. 10 laps, 10 miles in. First 10, first, most of the miles after lap three, I was like, there was no, but he wasn't, he was a little farther behind me. And so when he caught up and he's like, okay, one more. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I could, I could not move my legs. <laughs> I could not move my legs. And that's just that whole little clip of him just crashing me. It was, it was crazy. And so my original plan was four laps an hour. And yeah. I didn't think I did 12 laps in two hours. So I sort of sat there for a while. It's like, okay, like get back on schedule. And then he just, he took you to Never school. Never stopped. He yeah. took you to school. Yeah. Had, had, had Becca had stopped the race at 10 laps, you would have won. Yeah. And your ultra sign-up stats would have been really phenomenal. <laughs> if I would have ran the whole time, he only lapped me one time when I was running. Oh, okay. I had to sit okay. down a lot, Okay, though. okay. So that counts. Yeah. I had to sit yeah. down a whole okay. lot. But. I just wanted to make sure that story got out there. But Did you we, get posted on his back Instagram page, Dad? Oh, do you get mentioned on his Instagram yeah, page? Yeah, I got mentioned on Instagram and Facebook. Actually, Kyle Curtin mentioned me on uh, Harvey's page. Look at your big deal now. He didn't, uh, Kyle yeah. forgot to tag me, so he just goes, hi, Cohen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. Um, <laughs> the Mosquito 100. But, so, yeah, yeah, real quick. Can we just talk about, real quick, in case anyone doesn't know, Harvey Lewis, what an awesome guy. 
when you have you talked about the format aaron about how you know you're never gonna we're never gonna see harvey lewis out on the course we're gonna see him with the start line and the finish line but this format we're seeing harvey lewis every you know 10 15 minutes and someone of his stature and we've had him on the podcast he's a great guy um but for him to constantly encourage and constantly smile and constantly talk to people and constantly be this great ambassador for the sport He's probably never talked that much ever in a race. Right. But he looked like he loved every second of sharing that course with everybody. Aaron, you, you said it so wonderfully. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. And you know Luke Bolschweiler? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's done mid-state the last couple of years. He loves it because he gets to interact with people because usually he's at the front all alone. He's such a social guy. So the same thing with Harvey. It's like these front front of the pack guys don't realize how much fun it is to be with all these middle of the pack people. You know what I mean? Right. So and, and college cross country kids who start out way too fast. <laughs> um, actually, for mid state, for mid state, I went the first two laps at eighteen minutes because okay. you told me to. Okay. Yeah. So all that to say, so you do this hundred miler. It goes well. Back to yep. back to Aaron's story here. Um, so you do this hundred miler; it goes really well, and you figure this is something that you could have some fun doing and, and kind of explore and, and learn more about yourself. Yep, yeah. So that was the first year, 2020, 2021, I ran mid state. Um, I think I, I probably ran some other races that year, but mid state was it was my first attempt, and I got third place. Nice. I think I went like uh, eighty four laps. Um, and that was the year that Chad Wright and Luke Bolschweiler yeah. battled it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this again because the Mid-State community was amazing. Yeah. So came back this year, and this that's where I met Jill because Jill ran Mid-State in 2022. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting seventh. I think she got sixth. But there was a core group of us, like seven of us, that ran all through the night together and like into the morning. And we just had this like really strong, strong bond. Um, but I definitely came up short of what I really wanted to because mm-hmm. the heat kind of took me out before my legs gave out. Yeah. So this fall, I've kind of been on a redemption tour. So that next, I wasn't even home from Midstate, and I signed up for Mighty Mosquito, which was two months later. Yeah. So I, I ran the Mighty Mosquito again. I won it this time. Nice. But crushed it. And then I had Tennessee Miles. Like I got to do Tennessee Mile too. Um, just because I want a little bit of redemption on that course. So this has been a really probably like it's my third year running, but I, I, I'm feeling those years accumulate and like the durability. You know, Jill was talking about the strength work. You know, like that's something I really incorporated this year. And I've, I've just really felt my body be a lot more durable and just able to handle those long, long, hard miles, you know, because it's not moving fast. It's just a lot of time on your feet. Right. You know, right. Um, so okay so now the why you see 40 hours you both had seen the course because you both had done mid-state miles so you knew that first that first hill is steep and it goes on forever and then you've got yet another hill there's it's it's not one hill folks it's two super steep hills in 1.1 miles jill what was it about the 40 hour dist the 40 hour uh division 40 hours Mm -hmm on that course why did you want to do that yeah i'm just a super competitive so whenever i see like how can i 
go longer or bigger and, you know, go big or go home type of motto. That's what I want to do. So could I have, you know, challenge myself and do 24 and try to be, I think just Justin Hamilton has the record for that. And, you know, do that. Sure. Right. Um, but I'm always like, ah, let's see. Cause I've already done, I did a hundred miler, um, this year at Eastern States mm-hmm. back in PA and that took me about 29 hours so I was like okay I've already done more than 24 hours so what else can I do now let's go 40 hours on feet and let's see um, how long I can do uh, and also I just and I always say this with like really anything I do in life like um, and it's funny because I was actually just talking to people usually every year for New Year's like around New Year's I like to do something you know, to set off the new year. Yeah. And about two years, like 2020, I think it was, I did a thousand burpees for time. And again, same people are like, why would you do, like, why would you do that? I don't know. Like, Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, like, because I like to do things that like a lot of people wouldn't do because, you know, most of you, probably none of you would do that. Not like saying like you wouldn't, but a lot of people no. just wouldn't. Most people aren't going to go run. And it, it's funny, like you guys said, most people might go do 40 hours, but when you say, okay, I'm gonna go do 40 hours around like a 1.1 mile loop, they're like, oh gosh, okay, well, now why would you really do that? Like, and it is, it's like, why would I? Because again, I like to do what most people, I like to like be uncomfortable. It's it's not fun at points, you know? People are like, is that fun? No, I, I'm not sitting there like, yeah, this is fun, you know? Yes. It, it, is, <laughs> it is very uncomfortable, but I like to take my mind especially and um you know your body to places where uh you you just have to push yourself it's like a david goggins like type of motto like how far can you push yourself mentally and physically um till you kind of break down and you know i um just because it's just there's people in this world who cannot physically mentally do and i always say this who cannot do what you know i am capable of doing right now yeah so while i'm young i'm a 30 year old why i while i'm still able to do this i'm trying to do as much as i can so yeah it's a great answer man that's a badass answer right there <laughs> have i got a race for you though <laughs> what is that <laughs> yeah oh it's, it's a little longer than 100 miles okay what is it it's about 300 oh are you gonna miles. you gonna talk about vol state you need to go to vol state oh i know i know i know i know i have um do you guys do david compton we have not had David uh, on the podcast yet, no. Okay, so David Compton, he is running that next year. Him and, like, two of his friends. And it's, I'm like, oh, I should do that. I should do that. Oh. But You're, You got you got the, the, the Jones in. Okay, Aaron, going to you. I'm sorry you have to follow up Jill's answer because that was a solid answer as to why. <laughs> but, but Aaron, why did you want to do 40 hours on that brutal 1.1-mile loop with 340 feet of gain per loop? Why? I mean, I definitely asked myself that question a lot. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't I sign up for the 24? Um, <laughs> At the 24-hour mark, did you say, and I could have been I've done been by done. now. <laughs> could have been done. Um, mm. Probably similar to Jill, but also, you know, I have gone 30 hours before as well. So I wanted to see how much further I could go. I wanted to go 100 miles on that course, and you, you can't really do it in 24 hours. <laughs> I wanted to go through two nights. I mean, I didn't want to, but I need. I wanted to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And 
I heard someone say once that like true adventure starts when like there's a good chance that you're going to fail and that something has to like kind of intimidate you or scare you. And that was definitely a little bit intimidating because it was unknown territory. So, and I don't think every race I have to do has to keep one upping, but yeah. I wanted to have that experience of going. And I definitely experienced it because my mind wanted to be done. You know, when you start to get to that 24, 30 hour, like your your mind is find trying to find ways to get out of it that's the battle and my mind <clears throat> was trying very hard um and i was listening to it a few times and i had to get talked to by big john in the middle of the second night like reminding me why i'm out there um so yeah i think if we would have just done 24 i don't think neither jill or i would have had the same experience i don't think we would have got what we wanted out of that course mm -hmm. because we both experienced 24 plus hours but we we wanted that extra and that that extra 16 hours was something yes yeah, that first night that first night was pouring rain you you saw how wet the course oh yeah, yeah it yeah. rained on and off all night and it was just miserable followed by the next night that was like cold the temperatures were in the 20s and it was bitter cold it was it was just a crazy experience that I don't think we would have had the same experience if we just did the 24. So you push you push yourself beyond a uh, a personal goal. It's a it's a a thing you want to do for yourself to say, can I do? I, I'm I'm a little scared of this race. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can go this. That's that's the challenge. That's the goal to see if you can can do it. Exactly. So you talked about the magic i mean I'll, i'm paraphrasing the magic happening those 16 hours after 24 that unknown space that's 16 hours after 24 hours and and what you learned about yourself before we get into that this format has like we talked before you know 40 hours 24 hours there's 12 hours there's six, six hours. hours there's an eight hour fun run you keep seeing fresh people you get started that first night with all the rain and stuff you're by yourself and it's just you guys jill did you did you find a recharge of batteries in a way when all these new people came on the course for a new distance or what was what was it like to have all these people coming on and off the course at different stages in their journey while you're doing this massive 40 hours we'll start with you jill yeah, yes and no, I guess, to that answer. Um, when people would come on, you knew, because sometimes you would kind of didn't know who was doing what, especially once the 24-hour people came on and then 12. I was like, I don't know who's doing 12 and who's doing 24. Um, but you could tell when they when new people came on because they would go up that hill, that first hill fast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was going up that hill fast. Like, it must be fresh legs. Right. Like, because, you know, we're going like inch by inch. And I was like, ah. But like you, I had to keep in my head. And again, as a competitive mindset, like, you know, I just, and I'm like this on the road and it's bad. Like, I don't like when anyone passes me, but I had to keep in my, like my own lane in that time. Like, all right, look, fresh legs, they, they have 24 hours. Like, Different race. I got to yeah. like, 
yeah, I'm in my own lane. I have to just keep going. Um, you know, I would always be like, where's Aaron? Or like, because Aaron and I, we were together for a while, but then there was points where like we separated. Yeah. And so it was kind of always like, you know, there was a point where it's like pretty much just like him and I kind of battling it out there. And it was always like, all right, where's Aaron? Where's Aaron? But I, again, I had to keep my own lane. And when new people came in, it was kind of like, I wish I had their legs because you started <laughs> feeling that. Or like even the tiredness, like that's when when night comes i really get tired that's i just always struggle with that so when they would come in you know at uh i think it was eight o'clock eight o'clock was the 24 hour i think they came in mm, yes and you know you're you're like already been up for 16 hours or whatever it was and they're coming in like off of fresh sleep all this stuff but again you mentally just have to like push past that it <laughs> to me it was just a big mental game and it was what? it's super hard but what Jill meant to say is she, she's what she's saying is she'd been up all night already and that the fresh twelve the, the fresh twenty four hours come out and she goes, Don't look at me, don't talk at me. <laughs> exactly. Get I away. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well it's funny because the people like I was sharing a tent with Aaliyah, yeah. um, and then a couple of the people pretty much beside me were all like twenty four hour people. So they were starting to get ready. They're like, I'll cheer Jill, do you need anything? Do you need anything? I was like, oh, like it's like you want to be like so happy for them to start but i'm like at the same time like oh my god i just want to like sleep right now but i'm like no I'm good good luck get ready to get started <laughs> aaron what about you what was it like because you know you and jill had, had been battling together and, and having some fun together but then you get separated and all of a sudden you've got all these fresh legs coming on the course when the various uh, uh the different divisions of the race would start how did that make you feel um, it was good to see more people out there because there weren't too many 40 hour people mm -hmm. throughout that whole night. So it was pretty quiet. That's why I think Jill and I stuck together for so long. But then once there was more people, we kind of got broken up. But yeah, it was awesome seeing Cohen and Harvey. And then there was a six hour guy that was flying. Yeah, there was there was a number of people moving faster. And honestly, like that kind of fuels me to see other people pushing themselves. Yep. You know, I wasn't really jealous. I mean, I wish I could have been moving that well, but I was, it was a little spark. You know, I remember there was one time when I was climbing, I got to the, like the second hill, right? Yeah. And I start climbing. I look, I hear someone behind me and I look and it's Harvey and he, it's, he's pretty deep into the race, maybe mid, you know, six, seven hours into the race. And I'm like, I can't let him pass me on this hill. <laughs> and I just put my nose down and I just kept a steady pace and we got to the top of the hill and I was still ahead of him. And I was like, I'm just gonna send it down, you know, <laughs> down that gradual meadow. And I, yep. I, I beat him to the corral and I was so excited. So I'm like, he's only got like six hours on his leg, seven hours. I just, put, I got it, I just like put it to 24. him, I put it to him, yeah. <laughs> and for one half of a loop, Right. I could stay ahead of him because obviously I couldn't keep that pace. And that's when I came in and my wife was there with the phone. I'm like, you got to get a video. Harvey Luce is coming up right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I but, crushed it. I crushed it. <laughs> but those were fun. I mean, there was a lot of other people I knew doing other distances. So I just, I love cheering them on. It's a cool course too, because it has this little, figure eight and there's a crossroads so you just get to see other people right yeah. starting their loop as you're almost done you get to cheer those people on there was so much energy um 
you know, the 24 hour people were moving a little bit quicker, but they slowed down. They slowed down near the end. So we were all kind of equalized, but yeah, I think it was good. It was good to see all the other distances, but then it, it got a little sad when you started to see all those people finishing and then packing up and leaving yeah and all their families they're celebrating gone with them. and i'm like i still got like 12 more hours <laughs> <laughs> that was tough i got a question for both of them okay yeah go for it so i'm sure at some point during your 40-hour ordeal there was a section of the course that you learned to love to hate what was that section Honestly, that was mine, mo- well, maybe not hate, but was was more difficult than any other. It was a challenge just to get through that particular section of that loop. I can tell you um, mine. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I would say, probably. What's the first climb called again? I always forget. My uh, Myers. I can't remember the name of the first one. The second one Myers? sucks. Second oh. was Machete. Yeah. Yeah, Myers, I think. I, like, every time, like, you think it's going to get easier. Like, you know what's coming. And, uh, like, I I was telling you guys, I just deal with some very bad heel issues and things like that. Um, So, at the time, just almost walking hurt me more. And so, like, every step going up that Uh, climb was just brutal. And I just felt like I was going slower and slower and slower. Um but I was still the whole race. I never walked any of the downhill. Even when I did, there was a couple loops I walked, but I would still run the downhills. The right. downhills actually felt really good for me. Just that, that first climb, just I mean, it just tears you up, just wears you out. Yeah, I I I'd, it, I'd walked it once the course when Cohen right. was doing the mid state mile, and I kind of mm-hmm. forgot what it was like. And I remember mm-hmm. at some point going like Jesus, and and I was so happy when I when I caught when I caught up with Jeff, and you said something like, "Well, I'm only supposed to run a certain amount. I, I'm going to go because because Becca Jones is your coach, correct? And I'm going to go talk to Becca and, and and ask her if I'm done. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm just going to go and see what you're doing. And when Becca's <laughs> like, Well, you know, you probably only want to get this amount of miles, and yeah, I can finish up this loop here. And I'm like, Oh, thank God, because I can't imagine having to go up that hill one more damn time. Because uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's 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 a bear. Uh, Aaron, yeah. where, where on the course for you was the part you hated the most? The the part that was probably the most challenging for me was coming through the start finish. Like when you the flat section, okay? Yeah. When you're going by all the tents. So for one. I was just always so tempted to stop and sit with my wife. Right. So that was hard. It was hard to see all the people sitting by the fire all night long, having a great time, (laughs) bundled up, laughing, like, oh, hey, you're still out there running. We're having a good time. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then that whole stretch that's flat, it was super muddy. It was like walking through a wetland. And it was just like so depressing to leave that that comfort you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that was probably the toughest part for me the climb the climb was the climb you know you can only go so fast though yeah yeah right but it was that initial like having to leave because i know jill she's so badass because she did it 
pretty much all herself. I know you had some friends there the second night helping, but like I had my wife the whole time and I love my wife and I love hanging out with her and we don't get to spend enough time together. So I wanted to like, like what am I doing? Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah. Like why? And I was like, why am I going out there? Like I'm in Tennessee with my wife. We don't have the kids. Our friends are here. I never get to see them because we live in New York. Yeah. So that was that was the hardest the second night that was the hardest for me mentally was that starting area it wasn't even about the physical trail it was just about what i was leaving each time and like why am i doing this i think so, it's safe to say that aaron's wife is not going to let him plan the next uh couple's right, vacation right. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she asked me she's like can we plan a trip that doesn't revolve around the race <laughs> <laughs> all right now I'll, t- I'll tell you mine okay now I'm bear right. in mind i entered the 12 hour um we should have entered the six we were idiots. yes uh i'm coming back from an achilles injury and i had not run well i'd run the month prior to the race but the previous three and a half months prior to that not one single step of running not one so i was like out of shape no good aerobic base no nothing so i'm building back slowly and i decided well let's i talked to becca and i said let's let's do this race i'm not going to race it i just want to use it for some miles and some climb and so get don't some... judge him by his ultra sign up right. results <laughs> don't look at that on this race, everybody. so <laughs> for me because i'm not back yet the worst part for me was on the first descent the last third of that first ascent that's the steepest section of it and yeah. it, it just beats on your quads like unmercifully it's like well oh jill, my God. Jill, jill's got quads of steel right so she didn't even notice <laughs> jill should walk around with the shirt says quad goals on it <laughs> she didn't even notice. she's like is this a downhill so, I, is a downhill what's going on here but to, to aaron's point i mean you can you can only go so fast up those hills yeah and true. everyone's gonna you're only gonna have one speed whatever your speed is for that hill that that's gonna be it i mean all right, Cohen, what was your least so favorite me, part of the course? for me, it was on the second downhill, the last downhill. Oh, really? It was because it, there's a straight right after that that goes into a turn. Yeah. And my coach always told us, he goes, because uh, we have a really tough course at our gym, he goes, stronger runners always win. So he goes, so always run like tough up the uphills and then downhills and flats go hard. And yeah. So that's what I'm used to. Well, first time, first go, lap, I go down that downhill with Harvey and I'm going into that turn and it's so muddy. And it, this happened the whole race. Like I kept like almost, I just slipped and like fell because it's that turn. Just it was there was. Oh, mud why the did whole Misty day. Heron get a picture of that? Right. Yeah. Well, because that <laughs> same lap, she got me getting almost getting attacked by two little kids in a dinosaur costume. <laughs> that's that's always fun. Two kids in a dinosaur costume. Their mom was right in front of me. Yeah. They're like, "Mom, look! Oh God, I yeah. don't want to run over a kid." I remember that picture. So that is that. Is, so you you wiped out in front of Harvey Lewis on that. Um, spot. Right next to him, yeah. Okay, okay. He asked me how I was doing, which was cool. Okay. Because like, I'm like, as long as I'm not bleeding, I'm going <laughs> to keep going. All right. I want to get back to that 16 hours beyond 24. You guys had now, but you've been grinding for 24 hours, right? You guys have talked about seeing the new people come in and the fresh legs and Aaron, how you were like, I just want to spend time with my wife and having to, to, to leave that comfortable area that start and finish the very welcoming family reunion. That is the start finish of, of, uh, of, of mid state and of, of the Tennessee mile. What were those, those hard parts in the 16 hours 
Um, we'll start with, you know, I, I, this is a hard part. I mean, it, it's, it's brutal. But what did you learn about yourself? What was the extra 16 worth to you out there? And we'll start this time with Aaron. What was that? What did you get out of that extra 16? That my my mind is very creative of finding reasons to not <laughs> not be doing it yeah and that there's something stronger than my mind and it's my heart big john reminded me that it's all about the effort it's all about giving it all you've got because you committed to it and running or hiking or enduring even in life like with your heart because your heart is the core of who you are all of like the best parts of me are in my heart i can have mantras and all that kind of stuff in my mind but it was like i was getting pulled to like a to tap into something deeper to get through um those miles and so that was an awesome lesson that if I would have been done at 24 hours, I would not have learned that lesson because I could have just gotten by with just grit, you know, to do yeah. 24. Yeah. But it tapped into something else. And and honestly, like, I'm grateful that Big John and Becca are there. Like, my wife is great, but she doesn't know how to, like, talk to me or give me tough yeah. love. Yeah. But, like, Big John was just, like, laying it straight with me shooting straight and i was like man this is just what i needed to hear so there was an awesome experience i had with him that i'll never forget and it was a lesson that i learned and i think it's something i can tap into in the future and 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 know that okay my mind is going to look for ways out but i need to be prepared to be who i'm supposed to be in this race you know and tap into something deeper so that was an awesome experience in those you know remaining 16 hours jill what about you what did you learn in those 16 <laughs> yeah well my goal and aaron and i talked about this into the race like you know fin this was both of our last race of the year and we both have done a hundred mile race yeah. this year and eastern states is actually about 103 miles so i'm like okay i want to get longer than that so my goal you know was all right i gotta get longer than 103 so I got to a point where I didn't sleep at all. And I do, I, I don't want to say regret, but I've learned the lesson that I need to sleep more during a race, like 20 minute naps and things like that, because I did crash the last three hours of the race where I slept about an hour and a half to two hours. But when I woke up, I did feel a little refreshed. Um, but like I said, it just, it gives you that, motive that you know that you can keep going and you have to pass you have to push past that like uncomfort zone that you don't think you would and and like i said earlier i think Aaron, um you know i did crew myself pretty much this whole time and what was hard was seeing you know some other people they had someone there like okay what do you need what do you and i had to do this all by myself so i could have there was times where it's like i go into my tent okay charge my watch i could have just sat there and not got back up but you know with at the beginning especially like me and aaron and uh doug moore we all were in this like 
threesome pack where I was like, all right, meet at Joel's tent. We're going to go. And that kept me accountable. Like I didn't have a crew person be like, all right, Joel, you got five minutes. You got to get back out there. You know, they were my crew people really. And I'm very thankful for them. Uh, you know, especially in the beginning of the race when we all stuck together. So, you know, it just, I felt like I learned just, you know, I can do these races. I don't always have to rely on someone to keep pushing me. And I am strong enough like myself. And so I think when, um, you know, people think that they, it is great to rely on other people, but, you know, I think you can do stuff that you really don't think you can do. And I think I just learned that, like, you know, I was like, man, I really feel like I need someone to crew me or pace me, but I don't really need that all the time. It's pretty amazing. Two great lessons learned. 107.8 miles for both of you. 107.8 miles. Um, Jeff, do you want to do the math real quick on what the vertical gain was total on that? No. <laughs> I can get my calculator out and hook you up, though, but they probably know off the 36, top of their head. 36,000. Cohen, is that the number you were getting? Because yeah. you just took your math final the other day yeah. so thirty-six thousand feet yeah. a vertical gain overall that's the, hard rock territory was that was that a question on your math final how many um, feet of vertical gain did aaron and and jill get no <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know if my math teacher is a big runner but probably not okay so you guys finish the it's over a lot of times you know there's that relief you know and and a lot of races especially when you do those out and backs or if you do a looped course you finish and there's nobody there this is different you you're 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 finally you're finally able Aaron you talked about this you 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 had to pass that that start finish line that family reunion over and over and over and over and over again what did it feel like to finally be done with this and achieve this goal of getting 100 miles and if you think 100 miles 100 107.8 miles and 40 hours is slow you don't know the course that was a monumental achievement 34 37 that 30 was 36,000 36,000 feet of vertical gain that's a lot what did the finish feel like Aaron we'll start with you felt good <laughs> it felt good I mean I think Jill and I both had um, different experiences mm-hmm. at the end um, the last hour and a half hour and 45 minutes I pretty much ran my butt off to catch up to her because she had a lead <laughs> because she didn't take breaks during the race I did uh-huh. which means she had a lead she had at least a five lap lead four to five lap lead on me for most of the second, you know, second day. So it was a, it was a big relief because I caught, I caught up to her on the last, on the last loop. Um, so I made up all that time that I lost throughout the whole race. So I felt just a relief and I was, I wanted to finish strong and I wanted to give it that good effort. So I was just happy with that effort. And honestly, I was just so proud. I was so proud of, every single person that was out there for 40 hours because there was a number of them when they went for 40 hours sure they didn't get 100 miles but they were out there just Mm -hmm. pressing on just trucking so i was proud of all of them proud you know i want to get all of them hugs and give jill a hug i was so so proud of her so mostly relieved and proud jill what about you what did that finish feel like yeah so i actually just did a post about this because uh 
Missy got all my reactions. So I I would say personally, I'm not really an emotional person. Me like cry and stuff, hmm. or at least people don't really see that side of me. Um, but the last probably one to two loops, it just all came out. I mean, when you're up, really the whole 40 out, 40 plus, because you got to think about it. When you wake up before a race, you right, prepare, right. you know, so you're up really more than 40, 40 hours. Um, it, it just all came out of me. So I think just sleep deprived because I only really slept, I would say an hour and a half really for the whole time. And just sleep deprived, physically, mentally hurting so bad. Like I could barely walk. Um, and then again, like I'm just going to keep going back to this and, and not everyone's going to like my concept about, but I am very competitive. And like, I was winning pretty much the whole time. And then <laughs> fuck Aaron's just caught up. <laughs> and then like Becca wakes me up and she's like, there's, I think there's like an hour left. And she's like, you're about two leaps ahead of Aaron. And I was like, and I would never say this because I'm super competitive. And I was like, I don't even care. I don't even care if he passes me. I'm done. <laughs> and then I was like, I got up again. I was like, screw this. No, Joe, like snap out of it. Like you don't say that. So I like, put my shoes on and I was like, and I just started sprinting and I told everyone this, like, I don't read the small print. I didn't really read the rules of how this race goes. And I just kind of thought it was like however many the longest distance or as many miles you can get. So I start off with an hour left and I'm just like sprinting. I'm just trying to get more loops in as Aaron. And I didn't see him for the first few, I don't know, maybe the first half hour, 20 minutes that I was first out there. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm gaining an extra loop on him. So I was still pretty much one loop ahead of him for a while. And then he just starts like sprinting, I guess. And I kind of started slowing down because I was sprinting for the first like few when I got back up. And we had about less than 30 minutes to go. And I remember like Big John being like, all right, Joe, you can get two more in. Two more in with 30 minutes to go, less than that. And you're like pretty much broken. And I'm like, there's no way there is no way i can get two more in <laughs> and so i try to go relatively fast on the second to last one but i just like i was like all right well whatever i'm ahead of aaron i came in before aaron and then it's like there was like 13 minutes left and i start freaking out my emotions come out I'm like what do i do what do i do because like aaron was like maybe 20 30 seconds behind me and John's like, well, you can get it done, Jill. You got 13 minutes. Like, I can't get it done in 13 minutes. I cannot get another leap in. <laughs> but you know what? We just, I just went for it. I wasn't, I knew it wasn't going to get done in 13 minutes. But I was just like, you know what? I I came out here to use the whole 40 hours. I know it won't technically count, but I'm going to use this 40 hours. I didn't know how far ahead I was, Aaron. All of a sudden, freaking Aaron comes out of nowhere. Hey, Jill, we're going to fish this together. I'm like, that little stinker. Like, literally, I was like, where did this come from? And, but, like, I, again, I don't really know the rules. Like, I just kind of thought at that point, like, was they going to tie? Or, like, I won just because I came in before him. And, again, this is all my fault because I didn't really read the rules. And then we see back at the crossroads. And in the middle of the race, she's like, yeah, Jill. So, like, Aaron technically wins because he – he, I guess they timed us. It was like he did that loop faster than you. And I just, it just all came out of me because, like, I'm just emotional. Like, I wanted to win. Like, I want to be the girl that won and beat Aaron because, you know, and then I was like, of course, like, I love Aaron and I'm happy for him. But when you're like right beside your competitor and she tells you that, like, when you guys are both about to be done, I'm like, 
So we come into the finish line. I'm crying. Um, but a big thing with that is like, I'm, I'm super, super proud of Aaron. I'm not mad at him. I'm, you know, we were pretty much together a lot of the race. Um, I'm proud of myself and I want to like put that out there. I'm not mad at like how I did. Um, but you know, a lot of reasons I think why I cried into and I was like preaching to Aaron is, you know, I get, it's hard, not hard, but like when I see other people like with their significant other or their a lot of people had their parents there and, you know, my biggest support in life was always my mom. And my mom unfortunately passed away about six and a half years ago from a stroke. And I know she's like watching over me and like supporting me, but it's like in those moments when you were just feeling like just really depressed and just everything hurts. And all you want is like, as a little girl, as like a mama's girl, you just want to go hug your mom. You, you just want your mom. Right. And in those moments, I just wish my mom was there at the finish line, you know, to be there. And I think, that's really what I got so emotional about because, yes, I was kind of mad at the point at how the outcome went. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want my mom. I just want my mom. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, she couldn't be there. But so, yeah, I know some of those pictures make it look like I'm just so pissed off, which <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little pissed off. But, um, yeah, it's just my emotions got the best of me. And But I'm super proud of Aaron. Like, he did great. And I he came back. I think at one point I was ahead. I like at most, I think six loops. So he came back and beat me. <laughs> so the great picture, and then that's a picture I used for the podcast is you two guys embracing and giving each other a huge hug at, yeah. the, at the end of the race. Um, Jill, that hug. Yeah. Did, did you want to push him down a little bit maybe? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, I'm going to trip him. Turns, yeah, he turns right to me and now, honestly, I would never, and um, I needed that at the time. Like, again, like I said, I just right. wanted my mom at the time, but I needed I needed love or comfort from somebody right. because I really didn't, not that they didn't get that from it. Everybody was super helpful at the race. Like, even Aaron's wife, like, she, the whole time, Aaron would be like, Jill, do you need anything? And she'd be like, you go, girl. Like, anytime I came in, like, I, I think deep down, Aaron, like, she was cheering for me. Like, she wanted me to win. <laughs> Uh, but she'd be like come on girl you're such bad like she's here for me but uh no she was great and um you know everyone was so loving and supportive but you know i didn't have like that physical touch really from anybody so when aaron like at the end like gave me how it's just i think i really needed that at the time so yes all right are you guys both coming to the mid-state mile in the summer and that's fine. I live 15 minutes away. So. <laughs> that's a no-brainer. <laughs> are you are you booking a flight, Aaron? Uh, we take the family down and make a trip out of it. So yeah, I think hopefully third time's a charm for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. Your poor wife. She's got another running vacation with you to deal with. Yeah, what's funny is well, oh my goodness. As as part of winning the race, I get free entry. So you know, I got to take them up on ah, it. That's for sure. Yeah, you save yourself some money. Um, are you gonna do mid state, young man? Yeah, and what's funny is I actually asked Aaron during the race. I was like, hey, I think it was like for the first time. So I was like, hey, are you gonna be at uh, mid state this year? And he goes, I got forty hours left of this. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Ask he wasn't me a day later. Right, he wasn't thinking yeah. about mid state. Yeah, he was like, I got forty four hours of uh, the Tennessee. Out mile ask me in a week yeah what an amazing story for the both of you uh, before we go what about you over there youngster yeah young man what did you learn listening to the incredible story of jill who picked up running 5ks and then ran heiner and then next thing you know she's running 40 hours or just the lessons of 
of what this 40 hours did to Aaron and Jill, what lessons did you take from sitting here in the in the um, kitchen with Stafford and I? I learned from Jill because a I'm also a really competitive person. Like even yeah, try to beat Harvey Lewis. No, okay, well that okay. <laughs> I blame my wrestling coach for that. He used to tell us like we do practice miles, and I was on the cross country team, and so he goes, "You win, and if you don't win, you have to do it again." And so I've just always sort of been like competitive and everything, mm-hmm. and um. So it sort of showed me from that, it's like, you gotta be gracious at the end. Like you, you, there's a point where it's just sort of like bigger than that. And then just like running, cause I think uh, me and Aaron actually DM'd about this was, so the hardest part and just learning from their story was that in mid-state you're running with other people. In the Tennessee mile, you're running by yourself most of the- Well run. maybe if you would've slowed down, you could've ran with other people. I did. I asked you if you wanted to run I a, ran a lap, lap with you. A lap with your dad and your grandpa and you just right. blew right past us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. But no, so so like what is there are there things you're gonna take with you? Because you'll do mid state mile yeah. again. Are there things that that you're gonna take with you? Definitely. I think um just like not going as fast on the opposite side <laughs> of my speed, find my speed. That's definitely um, a bigger strategy race. Strength training, strength training, like what Joe was saying. Cause that's sort of what my coach doesn't have us lift during the season. We do more like swim and like aqua jogging. But yeah, I got to like work on building my like uh, durability and stuff like that. And then like just the mental state of it. And see if you can hang with these guys for 24 hours. Yeah. Is that okay? So good stuff. Yeah. Jill. Let's do it, man. I'm I actually, think so. I'm actually, I'm hoping that hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me, but I'm oh, really be, 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 be careful, be careful. I'm not going to, no, no, no. This I'm is a tertiary gonna, level I'm not podcast. Right, yeah. win. I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say, but I think I, I was sort of talking to my dad about this yesterday. I, I really want to try to have my first hundred miler be the mid state. And that would be Oof, a cool experience. That's ballsy. You just said, you're the one who told me to do it. I did not tell him to um, say this on yesterday, the podcast. Yesterday in the car, he goes, Cohen, if you want to hit 100 miles next year. You got to go. You gotta, I, I said you have yeah. to dig deep. Go big. But I did not say announce that on a podcast no, that but thousands saying, of people like, are going to listen to. I want, I, I'm, it's, like, it's, a, it's, it's not a clock thing. I, it's like a personal goal. Like I want my next step. I think that would be a cool achievement. Well, then you need to hang with Aaron. and, and Yeah. Aaron and, I think it would be well, different. Hopefully. Hopefully, John and Becca have it for many, many years so you get that chance. Yeah. That's true. Because, you know, he's just at least a little kid. You know, yeah. before I did mid-state, um, and all the guys know this that I ran with, you know, I didn't, well, first off, and I didn't say this earlier, my first ultra, so I just ran last year, but my first ultra was this year at, I did Heiner, um, I did Heiner 50K mm-hmm. yeah. this year. And then after that is I did mid-state this year and I got 89 miles. So going from basically at 31 miles right into 89 miles. So it's possible because yeah. I wish I would have done 100 at mid-state. So you can do it because you you just did what, 36 miles or something? Uh, yeah, 36 30. was my longest. Yeah. yeah, so it's very possible. Like I just went from, like I said, 30 miles to 89. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to find and out. You, you I, may have to ask me to delete that part out of the podcast no, at some no, point. it's because, like, I'm not saying in, like, a cocky way, like, oh, I'm going to hit. It's like, I think that would be a cool experience. Like, I think that's a good goal. Yeah. You always got to set objectives for yourself. What You know what I learned? What did you learn? For, for Mid-St. Mile? Yeah. I'm going to be there at the, the start, finish, and be the official hugger. Yes, yeah. you could be the hugger. <laughs> yes, because we're going to yeah. have to crew him or something. Right. Yeah. So, you will just, yeah. we'll just give hugs and all that stuff. Jill, Aaron, 
What an incredible story. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing the story. This was just a fun chat. And, and the both of you, honestly, are just beasts. Incredible human beings. Beast. What, a, what a feat of endurance. And it was fun to, to watch you guys for the time that we were out there. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It was a blast. There you go. The incredible story of Aaron Dana and Jill Dennis. Uh, do you have anything to say, Cone, before we go? Um, yeah, I think uh, I would like to shout out on my mom's behalf, Keith. Oh, yeah. Keith's a big fan Keith, of mom's Keith's voice. Keith's big, big fan of mom's voice. Oh, yeah. You got to get on this one real quick. I know this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, Christina, do you know the, the website? You got to get the mic closer to mom there. Yes, the website. Yes. Okay. What is, what is the website for the Adventure Jogger? AdventureJogger.com. It's the AdventureJogger.com, everybody. I, see, I didn't know it. It's the AdventureJogger.com. That's what the, I said. The, okay, what, what would you recommend? I said the AdventureJogger.com. Oh, yeah. What would you recommend? Were you um, correcting your wife? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not uncommon. What, okay. what, what, what would you recommend? Because we have stuff on there. We got back episodes and there's gear. What do you think on the adventurejogger.com would be the perfect last minute Christmas gift for someone? Ooh, I really like the jogger joggers. They're good. They're very yeah, nice. Yeah, they're very comfortable. Okay. They have a nice waistline. A, a nice waistline? I, I know. That sounds weird. But I really like them. <laughs> they fit really nice and they're soft and they're comfortable. Okay. Yeah, like they're great. Okay. They're warm. All right. Good. Mom got on the podcast, Cohen. Yeah. Do, do you do you concur with that assessment of the uh, adventurejogger.com and the gear? What's your favorite piece of Adventure Jogger um, gear? The race team hoodie. I wear it all the time. The okay. Gray one. You do. The, the gray race team hoodie. Go check it out. Adventurejogger.com is the website back episodes gear, Christmas gifts, all that fun stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of The Adventure Jogger in my kitchen where you can hear the Keurig in the background if you listen real close. Can you smell it? <laughs> we are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Episode.